0: A, a Giants podcast for Giants fans, by Giants fans. It's Sean Morash and Paul Dotino. Down the sideline, into the end zone. Touchdown Giants! From the offseason, through the wins and the losses. It's time to take one, 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 1 1 Giant Giants, Giants. All right, welcome into One Giant Step. I am your host, Sean Morash, again. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing, wherever you may get this podcast. We are free on the Odyssey app. Check us out on YouTube, on WFAN's page as well. And anywhere podcasts are available. We got plenty of Saquon news to get into. We'll even touch on some field news. Yes, we have Giants field news. But first, let me just say it's been a couple weeks since we dropped the pod, which is fine. You know, mini camps ended, a little bit of a low. I guess it's a good news. We didn't get any of the, you know, a player shooting off fireworks that might lose half a finger like we've had in Giants history in the past. No random arrests or anything. That's the the stuff you look for during this dead period right before training camp starts. The Giants have had none of that, and that is a good thing. Now, housekeeping news. First and foremost, Uh, If you are a listener, subscriber to the pod, tri-state area or anywhere podcasts are available free on the Odyssey app, you will be getting more of me talking Giants Monday through Friday on WFAN's new afternoon show, Evan and Tiki. I will be inserted as a third host onto the show. Working with Giants legend Tiki Barber, of course, is just an unbelievable dream if you would have told 8th grade me that. Uh, But between Tiki and myself, of course, Evan being a Jet fan, the hopes is this football season, as as we get ready to launch here at the start of training camp, you will get a ton of Giants coverage. <clears throat> a ton of Giants coverage, which I think is a good thing. I, I, I know that I've talked to several, several people who might come up to me, listen to the podcast, or just, you know, for my time doing some Giants extended postgame stuff on WFAN saying, I you know, we need more Giant voices full-time on the fan. We need more Giant voices Look, afternoons, you're going to get a lot of Giants, and I think that's a really, really good thing. So, uh, maybe you're going to go back and listen to this pod. Be, you know, you discovered me on that show, or maybe you know me now and are going to go listen to afternoons. Either way, it's good. We were going to we we're going to launch that show on July 24th, and then you know, through training camp, camp, football season, we're going to have a lot of fun talking Giants, amongst, of course, other New York sports. But just so you know, Giants, of course, will be a staple now on WFAN afternoon drive. Okay, with that. Uh, I am back from vacation myself. This is, I'm taping this on Friday, July 14th, my first morning back. I had a little uh, Clark Griswold-like excursion, four hours from, four and a half hours from Long Island up to Lake George, another four hours from Lake George to Sesame Place in Philadelphia uh, near that cesspool of Eagle fans, and then two hours back to Long Island last night. So first of all, I just want to tell anybody who has two young kids, I have a three-year-old and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old, not a good idea to be doing 10 hours of driving over the course of six days. It's a lot. It's a lot of whining. It's a lot of crying. It's a lot of screaming. It's a lot of handing Welch's fruit snacks back to kids. Not a good scene, but we did that. But one thing I did think that was giant related up in Lake George, I have a giant tattoo. I have no problem showing it off. You know, whatever. Okay. Maybe it looks a little Crayola like, but out in the waters and stuff. People randomly coming up talking, I get a vibe from New Yorkers that they're pumped up for Giants football this year, which is a good thing, and it shows you the change that Brian Dable has brought to this Giant team. Then you go down to Sesame Place in Philly, and the tattoo is going off, and I got Eagle fans standing online. Oh, we kicked your ass. We're going to kick your ass again. So there are Eagle fans thinking the Giants are complete nothing. But nonetheless, it was nice because you felt the real football buzz. So here I am on this one Giant step ready with real Giant news. Okay. Monday, it looks like, is the deadline, or we'll know by Monday what the deal is with Saquon Barkley uh, and whether he will play on the franchise tag. Well, I guess we wouldn't even know if he's going to play if he has to agree to the franchise tag or sign that extension. Several reports coming out, and this was the only thing that kept my phone buzzing through vacation. No, I I couldn't even tell you who won the all-star game in Major League Baseball or who won the home run. I have no idea. But the Saquon Barkley news, I kept getting texted. I kept getting updated. Let's lay out what we do know before giving our thoughts on the whole thing. What we do know now is that Saquon Barkley and the Giants are still at a bit of an impasse. We had waited for a long time to see the guaranteed money that's more important than the average annual value, which Christian McCaffrey had at $16 million. And Saquon Barkley has stated on the record that he wasn't looking to reset the market. But what was the guarantees? If Saquon Barkley were to play on the franchise tag this year and next year, that total of guarantees for those two years would come in at $22.5 million. So if the Giants really wanted Saquon Barkley to you know, be here long-term, you would think he would get at least $22.5 million guaranteed. Otherwise, he just gets that on the franchise tags anyway. Well now we get the report from Ryan Dunleavy who was a friend of the show guest of the show uh, a couple months back. The Giants' best offer to Saquon Barkley so far included 19.5 million guaranteed per sources. 19.5 so 3 million less than what he would have gotten just by playing the next 2 years on the franchise tag. No deal according to the New York Post would be done that low. So you have to wonder what Joe Shane's play there was. Does he actually want Saquon Barkley here on a long-term deal? Or does he actually want him just to sign these franchise tags and play it that way? All right. Either way, the running back guarantees of late Christian McCaffrey, these numbers, of course, coming from Ryan Dunleavy, as I just cited, $36 million in guarantees. That's a lot. I mean, I would never give him Saquon $36 million in guarantees. Alvin Kamara, 34 million in guarantees. Saints already regretting that one a little bit. Derrick Henry, 25 million in guarantees. Okay, maybe that's a little bit along the lines of thinking, but I ask you, Giants fans, in the last four years, would you rather have Derek Henry or Saquon Barkley? I'd rather have had Derek Henry, also stayed healthy a lot longer. And Nick Chubb got 20 million in guarantees. So you're probably in between that, that Chubb and Henry. The Giants are not in the ballpark when offering 19.5 million. They aren't. If they if they actually want him to sign long term, which they may not. Diana Rossini had the report, and I'm forgetting which day this was earlier in the week, maybe Wednesday, maybe Tuesday, that if no deal is reached long-term, Saquon Barkley is prepared to sit out week one versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, knowing all of that information, oh, and, and let me give you one more before we break this all down too. Also, in the midst of all of this, Saquon Barkley switched up agents and has a rep from CAA now handling the negotiations. Why is that notable? CAA was the agency that Daniel Jones had fired to hire his new agency. So think about that. And there were some reports that Daniel Jones fired CAA because they wouldn't ask for the moon in which Daniel Jones did at 47 mil, which eventually got him to that 40 mil per year deal. And now CAA, who wouldn't ask for the moon for Daniel Jones, might be asking for the moon for Saquon Barkley. Either way, that is certainly worth noting. And by the way, it's agency, so who knows? If it's different individual agents, that also could be completely different than the Daniel Jones situation. It's just interesting that CAA was tied into both. All right. Now, we digest and mix that all in a pot. You grab a spoon, you mix it all in a pot. Let me first tackle the Diana Rossini report. That Daniel, I'm sorry, that Saquon Barkley, would perhaps sit out week one versus the Dallas Cowboys if no deal is reached and he has to play in the franchise tag. I am here to tell you, I I would basically paint a giant logo on both of my butt cheeks, wear a thong, and run through Times Square if Saquon Barkley has the franchise tag slapped on him and if he's healthy, is not on the field versus the Dallas Cowboys in week one. He's going to play. He's going to play, and this is a leverage play. Think about this: Diana Rossini is the one reporting it. Great reporter. It's clearly coming from Saquon's camp. Saquon Barkley has stated on the record the Giants have all the leverage here. Yeah, what's Saquon's leverage? Threaten to pull a Le'Veon Bell and actually miss games. It's the only thing he has left. We've seen Saquon go work out with Daniel Jones at a high school, running into you know kids baseball players. Okay, we've seen him on Instagram working out in his Giants helmet still. Saquon Barkley has done the worst job projecting anybody that would have the slightest threat of not playing. Now, could he feel underappreciated by this Giants regime? Sure. Guess what? Joe Shane, Brian Dable, as, as important as Saquon Barkley was to this Giant team last year, they didn't draft him. And by the way, I'd like to think that this regime would never have drafted him second overall because it's a massive mistake to spend that kind of asset. On a running back. So we're in one of these weird spots that we probably always thought we should have been when the Giants drafted Saquon. And that was this. Saquon Barkley is a really, really good player. A really, really important player. But Saquon Barkley also plays a position that you really, really, really don't want to commit a lot of guaranteed money long term to. Otherwise, it's a mistake, which is why you can't invest that kind of asset at the second overall pick. But here we are. The idea that the Giants suddenly couldn't survive this year without Saquon Barkley, I understand that that tepidness. I understand that scaredness. And maybe they would take a massive step back and not make the playoffs. Maybe. Maybe. But that also means to tell you or tell me, and I'll ask all of you here. Remember, you can tweet at me at Sean Morash as well when you're listening to this so we can further this conversation. If Saquon Barkley gets hurt this year, which, by the way, on the table, he's had a career riddled with injuries. The Giants are done. They can't make the postseason. That's how little faith you have. They've added Darren Waller. They're doing more interesting things with wide receiver, adding Paris Campbell. You would hope that this team is going to start to elevate itself to the idea that they're not so reliant on Saquon Barkley. And by the way, this is going to be the 2023 season. In 2024, if they're really reliant on Saquon Barkley still, I mean, this is not a franchise that's trying to build itself like the Titans did around Derrick Henry. They're looking to continue to add to this offense, and they invested in the quarterback. So while we know what we saw last year, I would argue you shouldn't want to continue to see what you saw last year. You want to see improvements in the offense. So that's where we are with that. So long story short, do I think that the Giants should play games with Saquon Barkley? Well, you don't just go pay him an Alvin Kamara type contract and hamstring your franchise. You don't do that. Now, is nineteen and a half mil a little bit of a low ball when twenty two and a half and a half is what you're going to probably pay him on the two tags? Sure it is. And maybe that's just, hey, I'm going to start really low because I want to find more of our middle ground. And that's just simple negotiating. Boomer Esiason on WFAN reported that he believes the deal gets done by Monday. I have to say, reading everything I'm reading, I kind of think a deal will get done too. I have no actual intel on this. Again, I've been basically playing Clark Griswold in Lake George. I think that a deal probably gets done, but I don't think that it's a deal that's going to ultimately benefit Saquon all that much. Maybe the Giants lose a little bit of the hair they would have had at 22 and a half. Maybe you get it up to like 25 million guarantees, but either way, I I think you're going to see somewhere along the lines of a four-year deal where three years are the true, true guarantees. And the fourth year might be like a a ballooned average, average value a year on the salary that, that makes the average annual value look higher. I, I, you know, to save face, I guess, for Saquon publicly on what the averages look like. So there's that. Uh, the changing of the agents is certainly interesting. But either way, maybe Saquon has spoke out a turn a bunch. Saquon, I don't think, has necessarily handled himself a bunch. But to miss week one versus the Dallas Cowboys, there are a lot of Saquon truthers, a lot of Giants fans who think the Giants can't survive without Saquon Barkley. Uh, who I think would turn their backs on Saquon a little bit if uh, let's face it, week one's important, and and maybe that's where Saquon in this camp understands it. The Giants haven't beaten the Dallas Cowboys now with Dak Prescott ever that they have never beaten a Dak Prescott quarterback Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, you want to talk about the Eagles being loaded with talent? We'll worry about that, and I'm sure we'll stress out and scream and yell and and want to beat. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, but right now the Giants need to figure out a way to catch the Dallas Cowboys, and you have them at home on Sunday night football to start the year. Yeah, you want Saquon out there. You hope that midway through the year the team is developed and they're not so reliant on Saquon Barkley, but if Saquon Barkley's not out there, I think he's going to lose a lot of that like loyalty from the fan base. Oh, really? You're, you're going to over the guaranteed money that some of us cannot relate to as regular people? You're going to miss the Dallas Cowboys game. That's so important to this team at home to start the year. And I don't think Saquon's that kind of guy. I just don't buy it. I don't think it's in his blood to want to do that and, and lose a paycheck too. By the way, he's going to continue to lose money when he sits out games. So I think that these, these two sides are going to find an extension, but even if they don't, I don't think that Saquon Barkley would miss game one. Now he might pull a stray hand in 07 in training camp and miss all of camp and come back the week before. That's fine. And by the way, Saquon, I'm sure he's training hard and it's not going to be like Strahan. He wouldn't get hurt or anything like that. But again, let's not kid ourselves. Saquon also wore down midway through last year and Daniel Jones had to pick up the pace and they became more of a throwing offense late. Saquon, Let's not pretend he's been healthy for five years. He gets banged up a lot. That's a big deal when considering these injuries. It wouldn't shock me at all if Saquon missed multiple weeks with some kind of ankle injury because that's what his career has been. I look at his career of more of You know, when's the next injury come? That is always how I felt as a giant fan with Saquon. So I appreciate the player. I like the guy, but I, I don't like the direction of the giants. If they think that they need Saquon Barkley as the focal point of the team for the next three years, halfway through this year. I mean, they should, he should be on a team where he's the added finishing piece, not the end all be all. And the Giants should be striving for that to be an end all be all. And oh, by the way. Dalvin Cook is still out there. Where is Dalvin Cook signing? You could probably get him cheaper than Saquon Barkley. If Saquon wants to play that many games and this threat feels real and Shane gets a feel that it is real, all right, then pull the tag, have him go get embarrassed, not get paid anywhere else, and go sign Dalvin Cook. That's the other threat against Saquon, that that could happen and he completely get screwed. All right. More fun giant news, though, off the Saquon stuff. The Giants, first of all, sold out all of their training camp practices that were open to the public, all of them. So th- that'll start, I believe, on July 25th, the same week that you will get our new afternoon show on WFAN. But with that, the Giants have put in their new field, this new turf, because all you've heard is complaints about opposing teams and even some of the Giants. The turf had so much to do with injuries. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Uh, I think that injuries happen in football and the turf took a lot of the the beating for that. But this new turf is state-of-the-art. Other organizations use it. And with that, the Giants are going to do something that we've never seen. Their logo, that NY, will be at midfield, which is fascinating. You might think, well, why is that news if you're not a Giant fan? If you are a Giant fan, you understand why that is news. For years, we had the big red Meadowlands logo to represent that the Giants were actually playing in Jersey, despite being a New York team. And when MetLife Stadium got taken over with this turf, it was the NFL logo at midfield forever. And the NFL logo was an easy thing to put because you never had to change it out because two teams play there. And a minor complaint, I guess, from both Jet and Giant fans were that they basically had to share the stadium and they had this stale-looking NFL logo. And then, I guess, the 50th anniversary season, everybody had that gold NFL logo there. But that's basically been the history of midfield at Giant Stadium and MetLife Stadium. Sorry, Jet fans, I call it the Giant Stadium. Now you'll get the NY logo blue with the white outline at midfield. It almost looks weird because other teams have the, I mean, the Browns have Brownie the Elf out there at midfield. The Vikings have had their big logo. The Giants are going to have their logo. The Jets haven't announced it as well. I assume the Jets will because why would the Jets then go, they're not going to play with the Giant logo at midfield. They're going to go with the NFL logo. And our own Paul Detino from One Giant Step had the most meaningless yet enjoyable report on this (laughs) midfield logo. Somebody had asked Paul when the midfield logo got put out yesterday on Thursday on Twitter. Well, you know, how are they going to do this? Are the jets going to play it? And Paul had the big pull here. I always wondered this. And now we know on this turf, there is specific paint that you could spray down. Now, remember they roll out the blue giants end zones or the green jet end zones. It's actually a different turf that they pull up like carpet and put it down. Now with this turf, There is special paint that you can paint on, not like grass, it's on turf, that after you're done using it, a power washer. Think about this. Your dad up on an awning or on the patio with the power washer. A power washer will blow all of the paint off, and you could repaint something else on this turf. Talk about technology. The power washer. So, Datino was on the power washing paint, which is really cool. So, now, Giant fans, it will... I, you would hope the stale tin can that is MetLife Stadium, you would hope you now get a little bit of a taste of uh, it feeling like real home football with a giant logo at midfield and making it feel more giant let's call it. So nonetheless, interesting. So there we have it. We haven't had one giant step for a couple of weeks. So you got logo news, you got Saquon news. The good news, if you subscribe and download to this podcast, you're starting to get that itch. It's not sunburn with the aloe vera. You're starting to get that itch. It's a giant football itch. So, again, we're taping this on July 14th. We're going to come back early next week. We will have official news. We'll know whether Saquon Barkley has signed an extension or whether this is going to have to drag out on the the franchise tag because those are where the rules imply. So we will come to you next week with that. After that, the following week, we're in training camp week. Every one giant step podcast from here on out will be Saquon, then training camp, training camp preseason game reactions and previews, and into the regular season. We are here. We have arrived here in mid-July. The offseason is officially dead. Giant news. Long live giant news. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean Morris. Remember, download, subscribe. ding a ling ling You get all the alerts every time one giant step pops. Uh, hopefully, once training camp starts, we will be more on a sh- schedule, let's say. Uh, As I figure out my new radio schedule, I I did morning drive for a long time here on CBS Sports Radio, and I'm going to be switching to afternoon drive here on WFAN. Uh, We'll get with Producer James and figure out a schedule once I kind of get my feet wet in there, and we'll have all your training camp uh, pods and everything to go with it. So we're looking forward to a season. Hopefully we reconnect with Paul and get him going for the season as well. Uh, Still some stuff to iron out there. But I, I've seen your tweets. You know, people love this podcast. I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I love that we built something over this last year on One Giant Step. So we're going to continue to take One Giant Step. Thank you to my producer, James. And we'll be with you next week as we recap what's going on here with Saquon Barkley. Deal or no deal? We'll find out. Thanks for taking One Giant Step with us.